I'm sick of seeing paintings on the screen, you know. Right. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's one reason, actually, why I, it is among the reasons why I left uh, Vancouver, uh, okay. Canada, because after I really started painting, they don't have much abstract art going on. It's more like landscape photography, which is all fine. They have one museum and not at the time didn't have many art galleries. So, I mean, it's f fine to look at art books. I still enjoy that. But to go and see in a museum, okay, that's very different. So that's why I asked a friend of mine, I said to her, well, I would like to go and live close to New York just for three months, rent the place, paint and go to New York. And she said to me, go to Woodstock. And I had no idea where Woodstock was. So that's how I ended up here with, without even planning on moving here. I really came for three months and that the rest is history. <laughs> Loading artists, audio inside. Loading artists, audio inside. Oh, it's art cast, it's art cast, it's art cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care Loading artists Audio inside Loading artists Audio inside So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too Adjust your volume, it's cast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's ArtCast. Loading artists, audio inside. Loading artists, audio inside. Welcome, Petra, to Oddcast. Thank you very much, Philip. I'm glad to be with you. Thanks. So, I was just curious about what some of your first experiences were with painting, and when do you feel like you got serious about it? Well, my first memories or experiences are going back to really childhood, because as a child I remember that I used to draw a lot with watercolor. I always asked for paper and, and pens or or watercolor, and uh, my mother kept all my childhood drawings, which is quite nice. So a couple of years ago, I took them back with me from Germany. So that's my early memory and experience. Yeah. And I remember also in school that I was always very interested in the art projects, and that was my favorite thing to do in school. I hated school, but art was always my rescue. Uh, and, that, and then along the way, after school, it got lost. I had nothing to do with art for a long, long time, actually. Not that I didn't enjoy going to museums or galleries. I always have done that. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't do anything myself. Not until I left Germany in 2002 and moved to Vancouver, Canada. And there, in 2004, actually, I started painting. All of a sudden, yes, 
And I have a theory about that. I, th I think if I had stayed in Germany, I would have never started to paint. I was, I didn't have as many ideas. I was, didn't feel as free. So that's why it only could happen <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, that's something. Do you, yeah. Do you, um, can you imagine what that, that was? Was it just a, because you were in a different place or? I always felt that I was born in the wrong country. Really, that, uh, that thought <laughs> was in my mind for a, quite a while. And uh, Germany, to me, is very restricted and very strict. So I always felt limited being there. And yeah. not as I didn't have as many ideas. And if I had stayed in Germany, I think I would have been depressed in the long run. So, yeah, no, it's just a different way of living. And um, it's not for me. <laughs> so and in Vancouver, I just all felt free again and yeah, so I had more ideas, and all of a sudden I decided I would like to paint. So it was later in life. Yeah, you came back to it. Yes, full circle from childhood to yeah later, and now it's my passion. This is really what I would like, what I want to do. So I was curious about uh, formal art training. Do you think it's really important for an artist to uh, study? You know what? I think it's a very personal thing. I think it varies from from person to person. In my case, since I came to painting later in life, it never crossed my mind that I that I should have had formal training or that I missed out on training. I don't I think I'm I'm doing fine the way I am, but it's a choice that you have. So after school it it never crossed my mind to study art. But I don't think I have missed out on anything. I'm I'm sure formal training is very good, but I didn't do it. I went to the Art Students League in New York several times from Canada. I came and stayed a couple of weeks, and that was very, very nice. I, I liked that a lot, but I don't, I don't think uh, I needed to do more. I taught myself, and I think that's a very important thing that one needs to know about my approach to art. I taught myself to only paint with my left hand. And I'm right-handed, right. so and I did that on purpose because the left side of the body is connected to the right brain, and the right brain is all about imagery, imagination, and without control, and that's what I like. And yeah. so I started like ten years ago or longer, and I can't. I'm really not good when I start painting with my right hand. I start thinking right away, and that's what I don't want to do. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> to not think. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's what I taught myself. Something I thought when when I was looking at your paintings, do, do you feel like you start in a certain place, like normally, or like say whether it's the left side of the canvas or the center or the? Normally, I just put some color on the canvas. I don't okay. want it to be white. That's how I start most okay. of the time. But no, there is no certain, no left, right, or anything. Just whatever I'm, I'm I feel that day. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's different every time. Now, when you're uh, creating paintings, do you ever use sketches or preliminary work in the process? I'm not a sketch person, and uh, never have been. Tried it a little bit, but it it doesn't work for me. So I I go in the studio. I look at what I have on the wall and go from there. Or if I start a new painting, like I said, put some color on it, then maybe a line, a shape, 
And that's how I started. But no, I never use sketches. It's not for me. I'm wondering, like, what feeds your work more? Would you say your other work, looking at the work of other artists or something other than those things? When I'm in the studio, I mostly look at what is on the wall there. But I also, I really enjoy looking at, at art books. I have a lot of art books in the studio, and I like to look at people that I admire. Yeah. It's both, yes, of course. And that is an influence for sure when I look at the art books. And I also enjoy very much reading about my favorite artists. I can, if, I, if there's material out there, books, biographies, I like, I really enjoy reading artist biographies. Oh, okay. And about their life, I find that fascinating. So I was wondering who are some of your favorite artists? My first big hero, love, whatever, is and was de Kooning. I love his work. And um, I have... I think every book, art book that's out there about him, I have books about his life, biography, about his, his marriage to Elaine. I mean, I'm, I read everything about him. <laughs> so he's, he's really one of my favorites. I love Robert Motherwell. I really enjoy his work. I love Philip Guston, Joan Mitchell, Lee Krasner. So all the abstract expressionists in the, from the New York school. And I really wish I would have lived in the 60s in New York. That, that's fascinating to me. I read a lot about that time. And I love Amy Silliman. I love um, Cecily Brown. It's, uh, I have a lot of, of artists that I admire. Do you ever listen to any music while you're painting? Yeah, sometimes I really need music and I feel like it. And sometimes I just need quiet time. It, and some sometimes it's like, yeah, uh, I need loud music <laughs> when I'm when it's going well, when I'm in a rhythm, everything is flowing. Then I need loud music, and if I'm stuck or whatever, then mostly no music or something that's more calm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's it's different. Sometimes I don't listen for music for weeks, and then all of a sudden I feel like music again. I love Sting. I have a lot of Sting CDs. I, lo I love jazz. I, I like all, all kinds of music. There's not one thing that I know. It's all over the place, actually. Sometimes classical music. It really depends. What is the most experimental thing you feel you've done to a work? Last year, I went to see um, Amy Silman, an Amy Silman exhibition in, the, in New York. And somehow I was so drawn to one of her canvas sizes. And it was, in a, of course, in a gallery with huge walls and whatever. So they didn't look that big there. And then I said, oh, I need that size. So I looked it up, what it was, how, what size. And then I got the same size stretched and everything. And my walls are definitely not that high. So when the canvases came, oh, my God, I was in shock because they are humongous yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, never I never worked that big so um, I think that was very experimental <laughs> to me the most experimental I couldn't do anything I was so intimidated for I don't know how long I just sat there and looked at the blank canvases <laughs> but to me that was very experimental do you ever deal with a creative block and if so how do you get yourself out of it Wow, that is everybody's nightmare, I guess, every artist's nightmare. And uh, it's mostly just 
forcing myself just to stay in the studio. Sometimes it's so hard just to be in the studio if you are so blocked that you don't know what the next move is. But just sitting there and, and looking and reading, reading, I read a lot then. And then sometimes I just take everything that is on the wall or that I'm working on and I cannot, don't know what to do next. I take it off the wall and start something new that helps me just to put it away for a while so I don't have to look at it. And then sometimes it's weeks or months until I turn it around or get it out of the storage again and look at it again. And then all of a sudden I know what to do. Does it, do you think during those times when you turn, say, turn the canvas around or yeah. move it, does that ever uh, does it ever truly leave your mind when, or are you always concerned? Yeah, I just did that with the large ones that I just to told you about because nothing is happening was happening there lately. So I I was tired of looking at them. So I took them off the wall, turned them all around facing the wall, and that feels better. It helps. It helps me a lot. Yeah. Can you use three to five words to describe your work? I would describe my work as visual diaries of my inner world. Because I'm, I consider myself like an intuitive painter, since I'm trying not to think about it and not working from anything, from sketches or so. I think that's a pretty good description of my, of my work. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I like um, that idea of have, having it be a diary of thought or would you say does it come from emo like an emotional standpoint or I think it's more emotional actually more of the emotional standpoint rather than thoughts okay I think I express in my painting I express what I cannot say with words yeah I think yeah that's really how I feel how about your titles? Uh, does that, <laughs> where do those, like, how does that happen along the way? I read, like I said, in the studio and sometimes a sentence or a word. And it doesn't make any sense at the time, but I write it down. I have a, yeah. I have a little notebook there and I write things down. Or when I listen to music, I hear something in the, in the, in the song yeah. that I like, that sounds good, whatever. And I write it down and then month a year later i have a painting and i look at my book and i know exactly that this is the title for that painting that's really how it happens I th for the first couple of years i didn't think it was important to have titles but i changed it i changed my mind i think it makes a huge difference to have titles yeah i like the title uh, as yeah. far as being something other than numbers or right i guess yeah. what other whatever it might be but yeah yeah, I uh, I try to write myself, uh, you know, like during the process, something, I don't know where it comes from sometimes, but, but right. I guess similarly to maybe out of a song or something, but I'll try to write during the painting process, like say throughout the day, because I know oh. I'll forget if I think of something and I don't write it down, it's gone. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, yeah, writing it down helps a lot and. Yeah, whatever, wherever it comes from, it doesn't matter. And if it doesn't make sense at the time, yeah, it will. It will later. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Now, I was wondering about the, especially the collage that you sent me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, what what's the ground or the, um, I guess, the support system for the, like, I guess you were cutting the shapes out of, like, what material was it? Oh, it was mostly the small ones that you saw. They were cardboard. Somebody gave me cardboard that they didn't use 
Oh, okay. And I just cut it into small pieces because I, at the time I was stuck here at my dining room table and I couldn't work bigger and I didn't want to. So yeah, yeah, cardboard. I really enjoyed that. And then I just put some. I had some nice oil paint sticks. Yeah. And they are great. I love them. And so I would just put a little bit of that on there and then start cutting paper or old prints or whatever and then start collaging. Yeah, it's interesting that you um, say the oil stick because it really, really shows in a way that you're you're carving it. Like I felt like you gooped on paint and then yeah. you're carving yeah. into the paint with a stone or something. Yeah. No, they, they are. They are fantastic. They, they are here made locally in Kingston, New York, R&F paints. They have fantastic oil, oil paint sticks, and they are really expensive, but they're really worth it. They're very smooth and gooey and everything. Next, Petra Nymphs and I talk a bit about the line work that shows up in her paintings. And the line work has been showing up more, I would say, within the past year or so, or a little bit more than a year. When you look at older work of mine, of course I had maybe lines there too, but I think they're more significant nowadays in the, in the in the more recent work. I don't know where that's coming from, but it's fine with me. <laughs> Do you ever um, draw lines into a wet surface that's you know say the under layers of paint or? I do, I do. Sometimes not with 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 pencil, and sometimes I just use a palette knife and make oh, okay. a line with that. Depends. I'm wondering if, um, like, let's say the collages that you make. Yeah. If when they come together, it obviously, I think, naturally creates a line between one shape to the next. Right. Is that something you, like, think about? Or is that just, are you thinking about the shape more? I think more about the shape. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm more, like, kind of obsessed with shapes. I have one favorite shape, not in the collage, maybe to see, although... There are a few, not in the one I sent you. I'm really like the egg shape. Oh yeah. An egg, or, or circles. I love circles. I love egg shapes. I have them even here in my where I live in in form of a lamp that has like an egg shape. Oh okay. I, I don't know what it is. I think I need to have therapy about that. <laughs> I really I'm so drawn to this circle or egg shape. I don't know where that comes from. I find it, I find it very soothing or very comforting. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Yeah, well, if it's complete, there's no end to it, right? You can yeah, 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 yes. yes. If it's especially in line. Yeah, yeah. Does making work bring out the worst or the best in you? I think it actually brings out the best in me. If I didn't have have my art, I cannot imagine what I would be doing otherwise. Really, this is. This is what I want to do, and um, I just love it. So it, I think it brings out the best in me. Do you have an artist quote that you would like to share? I have two. Is that okay? Of course. The first one is, I don't paint to live, I live to paint. And it's by Willem de Kooning, of course. Yes. And I love that. I really do. But um, there's, there's another one by Kandinsky, and it's, there is no must in art because art is free. I like, the, I like them both. I couldn't decide, so. Next, Petra shares her thoughts on the changes in her color palette. No, it does. It does. It, it changes a lot. Really, 
at the moment I'm in in more in the subtle. Color. Oh, okay. Normally, I, I love bright colors. If you saw my where I live here, it's oranges, reds, whatever. So, but at the moment, or for quite some time now, I'm into the subtle palette. I have a hard time using blues and greens, and I really don't like purple. But sometimes I force myself because I think it's very good. It's a good exercise to force yourself to work with the colors you really don't like that much. Sometimes I do that on purpose. So Petra, thank you for being on Oddcast. Thank you for having me, Philip. I really appreciate it, and I enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, and you're welcome. Have a good evening. Yes, you too. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening. And keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this. Forget it. Hotcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again. I'd rather be free and not think, overthink. <laughs>